Amazing virtual background, I'll tell you. Thank you. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Chef AJ Live. I'm your host, Chef AJ, and this is where I introduce you to amazing people like you who are doing great things in the world that I think you should know about. And today's guest does great things in the world literally every single day. She is tireless on behalf of animals, people, and the planet. She's one of my plant-based sheroes right up there along with Colleen Patrick Goudreau and Ryoko Shinner. I think you guys are like the three angels. I, I look up to you so much for, and try to emulate the work you do by, by going live every day and putting good into the world. Please welcome Jane Velez Mitchell. I am so excited to hear that you look up to me because I look up to you. In fact, you've really helped me. I'm a somebody who doesn't have the best instincts. And that's why I can try to help people who are doing self-destructive things. I'm a recovering alcoholic, 26 years sober, uh, knock on wood, get the little wood down there. I'll get to 27, uh, April 1st, April Fool's Day, very appropriate day for me because I made quite a fool of myself back in the day. But you know, here I am. And uh, you've helped me become a, a more whole food plant-based vegan. I was an ethical vegan and I cared about saving animals, but I really didn't care about what I was eating, except it has to be vegan. And you've helped me and I feel so much better. I'm so much happier. Thank you, Chef AJ. Oh my God. Thank you. Well, you know, you can be both. You can be an ethical vegan and be a whole food plant-based. You know, I don't even care why people are vegan. And I don't know how you feel about this, Jane, but I'm so tired of, I, I was recently on somebody's podcast of what I call the vegan wars. We have such a big job to do to save the world. And yet when vegans fight amongst each other, I think it's, it's ridiculous. It's petty. It's counterproductive. And I want it to stop. I couldn't agree more. In fact, on our website, unchainedtv.com, I have a code of conduct and I say, if you have a problem, call the police or call a lawyer, leave me out of it. Now, of course, there are exceptions to every rule. And I say, if you feel that somebody's in danger or uh, an animal is in danger, a hoarding situation or something like that, obviously that's different. But with those rare exceptions, I don't believe in infighting. Uh, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. Let people do their own thing. Don't be the vegan police. Uh, but uh, it, it really is almost a backhanded compliment because our movement is growing so fast uh, and so widely that we're getting such a diverse group of people from all walks of life, from all backgrounds, from all political views, that that foment is really kind of uh, an indication that we are a very, very big tent right now. Yeah, that's it's just it's amazing. And when did you get the idea to start going live every day? Because I, I kind of emulated you. I, I thought, oh, who can do that? You know, every day. But you do. And you've done it for years. Well, I was in the mainstream media for 38 years. To give you a little bit of background, I grew up in midtown Manhattan, went to NYU. Then I worked in Minneapolis. Well, excuse me. I forgot my first job. Fort Myers, Florida, the beach town. <laughs> Maybe there's a reason I don't remember too much of that. Um, a lot of fun in the 70s. Let's put it that way. Then I went to Minneapolis. Uh, then I went to Philly working in TV news as a reporter and anchor. Then I went to New York, back in my hometown, and worked there for eight years. Then I got a job in uh, LA. I was a weekend anchor in New York and I got a job as a weekday anchor in LA and I never left. LA is a happy place, I love it. Um, anyway, uh, 
after working there for a dozen years in local news, I jumped to syndication. I worked at a show called Celebrity Justice. That's when I started doing animal rights stories because the morning meeting, and that was the precursor to TMZ, was where's the celebrity, where's the justice? And that wasn't easy because they didn't like us. They would run, literally run, celebrities would run from us <laughs> and uh, we would chase them. And uh, so I called PETA and I said, look, uh, I need celebrities and justice. So these People, stars who care about animals so much, they would literally shove their publicists aside to talk to me because they were passionate about a cause. I interviewed Robert Redford, who's passionate about the military sonar affecting the whales. And literally, we had to push his publicists out of the way because obviously I didn't want him talking to me with tabloid. What a gentleman, lovely man. Anyway, then I got to uh, uh, CNN headline news. And I ended up there because I was covering the Michael Jackson trial and I was a daily reporter for Nancy Grace who had a show on headline news. I ended up with my own show leading it to Nancy. And when I got that show, I said, um, would you mind if I did a little animal segment once a week, thinking of my uh, success with PETA on the uh, Celebrity Justice show? And they said, hmm, no, we don't see a problem with that. They probably thought I was gonna do pet adoptions. But in short order, I was doing hardcore animal rights. I had hardcore animal rights activists on a global channel, a mainstream network. And to their credit, they never said, you can't do this. You can't do it. Uh, did I ruffle feathers to use? Well, maybe that's speciesist, but did I put a few noises out of joint? Definitely. But we were able to do so many stories for six years every Friday um, we had another either animal activist, an animal rights organization, or a company like uh, Eat Just. It was Just Mayo at the time. I, I interviewed Josh Tetrick, and he told me, he said he took that video and, and sent it all over uh, to start up his company that is now a powerhouse, Eat Just. So um, when that ended, the show, I had a nice run, six years, I started going to protests. Because as a reporter, you really can't go participate in protests. And I noticed, wait a second, it's freezing in New York. These people are shaking and nobody's watching because everybody's racing to get indoors and nobody's documenting it. So I started editing these protest videos. But then in 2016, Facebook Live came along. And all of a sudden, I didn't have to stay up till three in the morning editing. I could just go live. And then I realized well, gee, this is a global movement. All these things that I'm covering, the veg fest and the protests are happening all over the world. Let's get others. So at, prior to the pandemic, we had 70 volunteer contributors going live constantly on Facebook. And we still do. I mean, just uh, this week, we covered a uh, slaughterhouse vigil in downtown LA. We covered in the past few days, uh, a protest against Hermes with their crocodile and alligator torture. We covered uh, our daily vegan cooking show, Lunch Break Live, um, which we do every day at 12.30 p.m. Pacific and different chefs volunteer their time and their food and their kitchen to bring us their favorite plant-based meals. And uh, that ended up becoming a a studio cooking show called New Day, New Chef. And I can tell you more about that. That's amazing that you, you know, cause you having all these people go live pretty much almost at the same time, but all over the place, you know, you just kind of flood the circuits with it. Yes. And uh, it's, it's great because there is a mainstream media news blackout on veganism and animal rights. 
and they just attack it relentlessly. Why? Look at the advertisers, meat, dairy, and pharmaceuticals. The pharmaceutical industry, which has more lobbyists than any other industry on Capitol Hill, might as well be the meat and dairy industry because if people went plant-based, they wouldn't need the cholesterol-lowering drugs and the erectile dysfunction drugs and all those other drugs. Uh, so mainstream media knows where the bills, who pays the bills. You don't have to be a brain surgeon. Nobody has to knock on your door and say, don't talk about this. Everybody does the math. Look at the commercials. Don't upset the advertisers. Nobody has to verbalize that. It's obvious to anybody. So what we do at Unchained TV, and please go to unchainedtv.com, is do an end run around mainstream media. And so our, our breakthrough is the streaming app, uh, which, we, you know, it's called Pivoting. Social media, every time you go on, it's a little bit different. And we've got to be the same. We've got to be as strategic as the bad guys and constantly be adjusting. So Facebook was great. We had like 17 million views uh, several years ago. Obviously, things have changed with Facebook. It's become more pay for play uh, because of many factors. So we still do the cooking shows. We boost the best ones and uh, so that more people see them. But, but we needed to pivot to another platform because Facebook is not as effective as it used to be. Although let's give them some credit because everybody loves beating up on Facebook. They're allowing a lot more vegan content than the mainstream media, which is allowing no vegan content. So I'm not anti-Facebook. Sure, they've made mistakes, but um, this idea that they're fake news, well, actually it's fake news not to report on the impact of animal agriculture on climate change. Finally, the New York Times is starting to address that recently, but they ignored it for years. And so uh, I do, everything's a double-edged sword, right? Nothing's 100% positive or 100% negative. <clears throat> the very um, platform that allows us to get vegan cooking shows and protests and all that on live is the same platform that has allowed some fake news. It's very controversial, but uh, we take the good. We don't throw the baby out with the bathwater and we continue to pivot. Now we have this very powerful global streaming network called Unchained TV, which is an app that you can download on your phone. You can download it right on your phone. I know it's great. I, I have it on my phone. I love it. I get to watch shows while I'm spinning. Did you ever work with Jerry? Why do I think you worked with Jerry Dunphy once? I did. I was his co-anchor for years. I, what I remember. Yeah. I remember he got shot. Were you there when he got shot? No, that was years before I met him. But Jerry Dunphy was this legend in Los Angeles television from the desert to the sea. To he looked all perfect. Of California. Like A good evening. And he was the basis of some of the cartoon anchormen who came later. He was the penultimate anchorman uh, and Irishman. And um, I was his co-anchor. And of course I was a lot younger than him. It was typical older man, younger female co-anchor, but it was delight. I had a great time working with him over at the Paramount studios for many years. I was there for 12 years, all told. At what point in your news career did you become vegan? And I, I love your vegan story because it involves somebody who I love in two words. Yes, liquid meat. So I was working at KCAL TV, the local Los Angeles news station, and I was an anchor with Jerry Dunphy. And in walks this guy who had a book called Mad Cowboy, Howard Lyman. He had become famous for being on Oprah. 
he is a fourth generation cattle rancher who became ill and he made a pact with God. If you let me get out of the surgery alive, I'll reveal the secret horrors of the cattle and the meat and dairy industry. So he survived. He, he wrote a book called Mad Cowboy. He went on Oprah and uh, he spilled the beans. And she said famously, that just stopped me cold from eating another burger. That was her quote. The cattleman sued her. She had to move her show to Texas for a while. This is my recollection. This happened a quarter of a century ago. So if the details are slightly off. <laughs> I, I, I'm remembering this um, sort of, this was sort of a big thing in the news. Anyway, Howard Lyman, the cattle rancher who spilled the beans and turned vegan came into my studio and I did an interview with him. And afterwards, uh, he and his publicist, Mara Nealon, who was a very fierce activist who later became a good friend, walked up to my cubicle and they tapped me on the shoulder. They said, hey, we hear you're a vegetarian. By that time I was a vegetarian, but I still ate eggs and uh, dairy and blah, blah, blah. And I kind of hung my head. They said, are you still, do you eat dairy? And I, I hung my head and, I, and he had just told me about the boy calves being put in veal crates or shot left for dead, the mothers being separated from the babies. And so I shamefully said, yes. And then they looked at me and they pointed their finger right at my nose and they said, liquid meat, like that. And that's the moment I went vegan. So when people say, don't confront people, I was confronted into going vegan. If they had said, well, we think maybe you should consider leaving dairy off your plane. I might not have heard it, but they said it very forcefully. And I remember they put it right at my nose and liquid meat. And I, you know, I say that to people all the time now when they say, well, I'm a vegetarian, but I eat dairy. I go liquid meat. Um, it woke me up and I never touched dairy again, except the, a month later, somebody accidentally put Parmesan cheese in my salad. And here's the funny thing or the bizarre thing or the predictable thing. I spat it out. It was repulsive to me. And I used to love that. So it takes about 30 days to return your taste buds back to their factory settings. Right. Well, Mar Neely, that's her, that's her style. That is her style. So <laughs> <laughs> she she's really hilarious. She do, do you think hilarious. your news, news career would have been different if you had become vegan sooner? Well, uh, I have to say, I didn't make a lot of friends in the newsrooms. I would refuse to read rodeo stories as happy little kicker ending stories. I took the glue traps out of the studio and I was ridiculed. Uh, and then um, I started driving this little Prius and I had a very prominent spot on the Paramount lot and people were like, what is wrong with you driving this little Prius? I had seen it on Curb Your Enthusiasm when Larry Dave, I had a lemon Merced BMW, a lemon BMW. And uh, it was broken from the day I got it. And I saw this Prius being driven by Larry David on Curb Your Enthusiasm. And I said, that's what I'm gonna get. And it happened, my car happened to be working that day. And I drove into a lot. I was like, here, I'm trading in my car. And I have been driving Priuses ever since. I love them. I am a Prius advocate. Um, of course, now we have electric vehicles and one day I'll probably get one of those, but I don't drive a lot. Um, but the point is, I 
once you go vegan, everything changes. I started looking at a luxury car and going, well, I didn't have leather seats. I hadn't gotten leather seats, but I looked at the leather seats and and I go, oh, that's disgusting. And you look at uh, people wearing fur and you say, that's disgusting. And, and, and then you start seeing everything differently. And it's liberating because, my God, I don't have to run around getting all those status symbols. I love, I I heard you on Tig Notaro's podcast, and I love the way you answered those questions, like the girl with the shoes that got eaten by the dog, and they were, I love the way you answered the questions on that podcast. I love Tig Notaro. She is hilarious. Um, And she just did a a cooking thing recently. We're going to try to get that on Unchained TV. I got to reach out to her. You just reminded me. Good. Well, that was really wonderful, the, the way you answered those questions. So tell us about the content on Unchained TV. What can we look forward to? What do we have now? And I'm telling everybody to please download the app. I mean, it's free. How can you do this for free? It's free. And let me tell you something. Networks, cable news networks are spending literally billions of dollars creating their streaming app. We did it under $30,000 thanks to a brilliant producer, Eamon McChrystal of Inspired, and uh, it, it works just like the other apps. You download it, it's up there on my TV next to HBO Max and Hulu and everything else. And so you just have to download it. That's the only difference. I mean, HBO Max and all those others come with your TV. Ours has to be downloaded, but once it's there, it's up. So you can, it's Unchained TV, one word. You can literally go to your phone right now to your app store, put it in Unchained TV and it pops right up and then it stays on your phone. Um, And you can look at all the new uh, videos that are coming in on a daily basis. You can also watch it on unchainedtv.com. There's a watch now button. But what I really hope everybody does as well is just download it onto your TV set. Uh, So you can do that if you have a Roku device, Amazon Fire Stick, if you have uh, an Apple TV device, not to be confused with the Apple Plus subscription service, an Apple TV device is an actual device. Also, if you have a newer LG or Samsung smart TV, you just put it into search channels and it pops right up. And I can't tell you how many times I've gone to a different device, a different TV and it pops up and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a miracle because people have spent so much money um, and, and billions to do what we did thanks to the technology is the same. The only thing we need to do is get content and get eyeballs. And we have a fabulous new chef who just, just started and debuted her show on Unshade TV. Oh my God, it's Chef AJ. There you are. I know, that's so great. I mean, I think you're like, someday I would meet the right place to put it. And that, I was just so happy when you contacted me. People could, can people watch, like, let's say I'm sitting at the computer right now, and for whatever reason, I don't have my phone. Could you watch it just on your computer as well? You can. You can go to unchainedtv.com and there's a watch now button. You click on that on the upper left and you can watch it. Um, so if you just want to watch it on your laptop, that's fine. And then you can download it on your phone. Uh, literally, you go to the app store and you write in Unchained TV, one word, it comes up. It takes less than 30 seconds. Uh, we need to have a baseline of vegan, plant based, animal loving people. And then we are placing ads. We have a potential audience of billions, literally, 
uh, we were looking at the metrics the other day, and guess what? They're watching it in Turkey, in Egypt, in Serbia, in Mexico, and Brazil, along with the United States and Canada and England. So this has a potential to reach billions of people. And it is a great end run around the mainstream media blackout on this kind of content. And the content is fun. We have documentaries, conservation documentaries, vegan documentaries. We have uh, talk shows, cooking shows. And guess what? You heard it here first. We are starting original content because so many of these networks, these, these platforms have been made by one hit show, right? Oh, I got to get XYZ because I need to see House of Cards. Everybody's talking about it. Well, we're going to do our own original series on Unchained TV. We are shooting it tomorrow. First episode. I can't tell you exactly what it's about, but it's a reality show and it's going to be a lot of fun. And it's not going to be preachy. It's going to be fun, but it's going to intrigue and and entertain pre-vegans and vegans. And I can only give you one hint. You want a hint? Yeah. Oink. Hmm. That's all I'm going to say. Wow. And when, when, okay, so you're starting to shoot it tomorrow. So when will we look forward to seeing it? Well, we, we're, we're going to turn it out as quickly as we can. We also have a, we need people to come back on a weekly basis for new content. Now we are uploading new content. I'm bleary eyed. I was up till two in the morning uploading new content. Uh, Jean-Pierre, who's an incredible uh, health expert was giving a lecture. I uploaded that last night. I uploaded PETA's new uh, Super Bowl commercial, which is absolutely brilliant. And you can watch it on Unshade TV. In fact, you can just go to unshadetv.com. It's right there. It's a headline. And it's absolutely brilliant. You got to see it. I uploaded the interview I did with a representative from PETA about that. I, I am uploading constantly. I uploaded Judy Mancuso uh, of Social Compassion Legislation, her new bill to get vegan food to California's um, millions of school kids. Uh, so, um, I don't know the exact number of school kids in California, but there's a lot of, them. uh, I think she said 500,000 meals a year are served. So that's a half a million meals a year. Um, at least I'm sure. So I'm uploading all that content, but I will say we're going to have a very, very special, special, original, uh, mini video, mini doc that's going to air for Valentine's Day. You got to check it out. And all I'll say, I'll give you a hint. Taking it off for animals. That's all I'll say. Well, I can't wait. I know. I, I love that. I mean, it's very easy to get on your phone, guys. So please do it. It's absolutely free. And everybody do it now, really. You know, you do so many things. You do documentaries. You did the one on the climate. You've got a podcast. You write books. You're just a Jill of all trades. Well, I enjoy it. Um, I think that everybody needs to use the skills that they have. So my dream when I fantasize, I say, oh, I wish I had a sanctuary in Malibu and lived in one of those eco houses and I had all these animals around me or every time I see a dog who's red listed or a pig who's red listed, I go, oh, I wanna just take them home. But that's not the best use of my time. We are 
working to save animals uh, through Unchained TV 24 seven, 365. And we do help a lot of sanctuaries and, and give support and exposure to sanctuaries. But my skills are in journalism. I went through 38 years. And yes, it is like the morning show. Let me tell you. The only difference is you don't talk back to your bosses that way. I've never heard anybody talk to their bosses like that in a million years. But aside from that, the, the backstabbing, the cutthroat nature of the business. Yeah, it's it's pretty, it's pretty uh, intense. And I went through it for 38 years. So I'm not about to just sit on the beach eating bonbons. I have to wake up every morning and I can't enjoy myself knowing the suffering that's going on without doing something. Ingrid Newkirk, the founder of PETA said, being sad doesn't help the animals. And I agree 100%. I'm happy. I don't want to be moping around. It doesn't save lives. It doesn't help the animals. And however, I give myself permission to be happy and enjoy life as long as I do something or hopefully many things every day to wake people up. That's my, that's my uh, get out of jail free card. If I do something, then I can feel happy and, and then I can give myself permission to really enjoy the day, whatever, whatever that may be, even you know, taking a walk with my dogs. Uh, I live right at the beach. It's, I'm very grateful for that. Um, going to a good vegan restaurant, whatever it may be, I give myself permission to, to enjoy those things once I've done all the other work. That's great. Well, Jerry says, I love Jane. So passionate about our cause. You really are. You're tireless. I'm not kidding. I just, I, I wish I did as much as you. I do, you I do, do a lot. So but much. I know, but you're just, you're everywhere. You're, you know, you're like, you're like MasterCard. You're everywhere. <laughs> I want to be. <laughs> Look, I spent years going from murder to murder to murder as a local news reporter. Uh, jumping out of a news van and setting up in front of a makeshift memorial because of some tragedy. And this is the ultimate. I was a crime reporter and I wrote books on crime. I don't really have an inherent interest in crime. I'm not a crime buff, except to wanting to avoid being a victim of crime that I'm very interested in. But this is the ultimate crime of the century. This is the biggest story of our lifetimes. We are barreling toward extinction, animal extinction, human extinction. If the planet gets too hot to support human life, we're all done. And we have to start thinking differently. Uh, business leaders have to start realizing it doesn't matter what your next quarter profit is. If life is not habitable, if we can't live on this planet, if you can't walk across the street without collapsing from heat, if the if your homes are flooded and the streets are flooded and, and your freeways are jam-packed with cars because they can't move anywhere because of extreme weather it's not good for business let's wake up people think 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 and and the thing is that humans are not rational this is the big lie if humans were rational they wouldn't eat meat they wouldn't eat dairy they wouldn't smoke cigarettes they wouldn't drink alcohol they wouldn't take drugs they wouldn't you know over consume sugar we're we are we self-sabotage and so we, we are letting people know that this is another way. It's better for them. It's better for the animals. It's better for the planet. And it's delicious. That's the other thing. You're, I want to give you a compliment because you were on New Day, New Chef, and you made this chocolate cake with strawberries. I have to say, it is to this day the best dessert I've ever tasted. And wow. it's so, it was so sweet but there's no processed sugar, but it was so sweet. And the entire crew just descended on that cake. 
<laughs> so fast. It was unbelievable. Uh, I aspire to one day be able to replicate that. Oh, I give you private lessons. Thank you. That's so kind. No, it's on Unchained TV. Yeah, thank you. You can watch that, guys. It used to only be available on Amazon for a slight fee. It's free now. So watch that episode and get that recipe. Why does the mainstream media, do they just, are they just not interested in these kind of stories? Are they told they can't do them because of financial incentives, because, you know, advertising, things like that? Yeah. Well, it's the, the media is representing the establishment and the establishment is based on as dr silas rao and i did the documentary the award-winning documentary countdown to year zero which is on unchained tv and i urge you to watch it not because i did it but because it profiles a man i believe is a genius dr silas rao he is a systems analyst and an engineer he worked at intel for many years he accelerated internet speeds and now he is using the same methodology that he used to do that to create a vegan world by 2026. And he said this, our entire economy is based on death, disease, and destruction. Death for the animals, disease for the humans, destruction for the planet. This is why you do not see uh, the establishment talking about uh, the horrors of animal agriculture with exceptions. I think we're, we're punching holes through the dam. We are, we're getting there and it's gonna collapse. The truth will, is coming out slowly but surely because we'll have no alternative but to deal with it uh, or go extinct. And this is not just vegan radical activists saying this, uh, Sir David Attenborough, who is not a vegan radical animal activist has a great documentary I believe it's on Netflix uh, or Amazon Prime, but it's called Breaking Boundaries. Watch it uh, because he basically lays out, there's, a, I think, eight approximately boundaries that once you cross them, there's no going back. Okay, that's it. And we are racing toward crossing all those boundaries. Habitat destruction, wildlife extinction, uh, the, the heating of the planet, uh, the melting of the ice caps, the turning of uh, areas that used to absorb carbon into emitters of carbon. This is happening at a rapid rate of speed, ocean decertification. So <clears throat> this is not just about people who love animals. Yes, I love animals. I also love people. I don't want people to have heart disease and cancer, processed meat is officially cancer causing. Does the mainstream media ever talk about that? No, but then when Beyond Meat came up, oh, it's processed. It's no better than a meat burger. It's not healthier. Yes, it is. It has zero cholesterol and it's not processed meat. So it's not gonna be a, a carcinogen on a level with cigarettes the way processed meat is. So we are living in a culture where uh, the meat dairy pharmaceutical industry has co-opted government. They pretty much run the USDA. A dairy industry trade group leader, Tom Vilsack, is the head of the USDA. You think he's going to promote plant-based food? We've got Biden giving a billion dollars now to create more slaughterhouses, which is absolutely outrageous, considering that he says uh, one of his top priorities is combating climate change. Um, again, it's this disconnect. You see it with the environmental groups who want to talk about only about fossil fuels. They don't want to talk about methane. Methane is so much more powerful 
and destructive than carbon and methane is what animal agriculture produces in abundance. So we're, we're seeing this disconnect and we're all gonna pay for it. Look at the pandemic. Either way you look at it, it was animal abuse at its core. If it started and first cropped up in the wet market, what were they doing there? They were torturing domestic and wild animals, okay? Uh, SARS also start, was first discovered in a wet market in China and another province. If it happened in a lab, what were they doing there? They were torturing bats, mice, and other animals. Either way, our toxic relationship with the natural world is coming back to haunt us. But do you hear any of this? Do you hear this on mainstream media? No. So that's why I started Unchained TV. And this is a nonprofit. I don't take a salary, but it's the most, it's the most important work. I mean, we are running out of time. There's no more. It's like Greta Thunberg says, our house is on fire and they're blah, blah, blahing us. Yeah. Are there any young Jane Velez Mitchells coming up in the world? Tons. I am so, well, not to say, oh, it's so great to be. I, I don't like to talk about myself in the third person. I always wonder when I see people do that, like, uh, but there's so many young people who are so ahead of the game, their ability to master, they grew up in a digital world. I have to really stretch my brain to master certain things. Uh, they, it's, it's, it's in the hard drive with them and they're doing so much. I love uh, organizations that are very youth uh, empowered, Genesis Butler, Animal Hero Kids, uh, Direct Action Everywhere, which is a very youth oriented organization, the Humane League and PETA, always on the cutting edge, very, very uh, youth oriented. And their new Super Bowl commercial is so brilliant. Uh, we just posted it. You got to check it out. It's 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 genius. Yeah. And if I left out any groups, of course, the Animal Save Movement and the Plant-Based Treaty Movement and my hero, Anita Krines, who's the founder of both of those organizations, uh, they're doing incredible work. They do the vigils at the slaughterhouses. And now the Plant-Based Treaty modeled on the Fossil Fuel Treaty is being signed by a huge number of individuals, celebrities, nonprofits, corporations, I urge you all to go to the plant-based treaty and sign it. And we have a channel. See, one of the things that we're able to do on Unchained TV, the streaming network is give each organization its own channel. So the plant-based treaty has its own channel and the animal safe movement has its own channel and PETA has its own channel and Animal Outlook and Their Turn and all these incredible organizations. And we're adding more every day. That's amazing. Jean says, I loved your celebration of life of the elephants who had died in captivity. Yes, we are uploading uh, videos now about the elephant tragedy. And many, many, many years ago, I went to India with my mother and I am still to this day ashamed and horrified that I rode an elephant, unknowing, thinking, oh, I love elephants. And it's tourism that is resulting in the torture of these incredibly smart, incredibly sensitive animals. Uh, we have videos up there about that and Sangeeta Iyer, who is just amazing, and she did the movie Gods and Shackles, uh, is going to be um, giving us a whole bunch of shorter videos that we're uploading to um, showcase the, the horror of this. And so be very careful. Never, never participate in animals and entertainment. 
never we're, we're right now fighting pony rides in in la uh never participate in a ride and doing a living amends with those videos to try to repair whatever damage i did to whatever elephant i rode stupidly and unknowingly uh, many decades ago uh we we tourists need to think critically well speak of the devil guess who's watching live we spoke of her mar neelan yeah mar liquid meat <laughs> see we all we, you know I've had gentle giants on the show a few times and they've talked about their work, what they're doing with elephants. And it's, do you think like, there's a, like, you know how, like when you go to the emergency room, they, they triage you, you know, they take care of like, I don't know that. Hopefully I never will. (laughs) Well, well, there's a word, there's a word in medicine triage, because if you've got a gun, if you've got somebody with a broken leg as painful as that is, but you have somebody with a gunshot, you kind of have to take care of the the bleeding person first. It's called triage. And I'm wondering in animal activism, like if somebody's just starting out, like where, where would you like us to put our attention first? I mean, because as, as pony rides, I'm against them too, but is it more important that we go to the pig, pig vigils? Cause there's only a certain amount of hours a day. And so where, how can we maximize our activism or should we just do what resonates with us the most? Well, I think all of the above, I think it's multi-determined. We can't give people uh, marching orders. I think the first thing to do is figure out what you're good at. So I was in the mainstream media. I was a reporter. I'm using my skills in media in order to uh, spread the word and get these videos out there. And by hook or by crook, I get these videos. And my 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 mission is to get eyeballs because I know that one image can change a person. You can't unsee. Once you've seen a pig vigil, you can't unsee it. Uh, so that's what I'm doing because I worked in the media. So we first do what you're good at. Um, this was what uh, Matthew Glover, who um, founded with his wife, Jane, Veganuary said. He said, I was a guy who was just about making money and driving fast cars. And then I went vegan and everything changed. And I had to decide what I wanted to do. Like so many, I wanted to open a sanctuary, but then I thought, what am I good at? Oh, I'm a salesperson. So <laughs> look what Veganuary has done. Look how powerful it is. By the way, we have our own Veganuary channel on Unchained TV as well, because he did what he was good at. So do what you're good at. If you have skills interviewing people, uh, go out and interview people. Like we want everybody to go live at the vigils. It, I had a guy who was a, a motivational speaker and his wife, and they, they had agreed to go to a vigil. And then the wife called me at the last minute and said, my husband doesn't want to go. He thinks he will get sick. And I said, well, and this is supposed to be a leader, right? I said, I wanted to say, well, your husband's a wuss, but um, I just, yeah, I said, okay, whatever. I can't force you to go. I just hope you don't eat bacon if you're too scared to watch pigs going in to get slaughtered. But that's where this comes in. He may run away from going. But if you have a video on Unchained TV or a live video that shows the very same thing and you see it, even if it's for a couple of seconds, you can't ignore it. So that is, I still remember the first video. I remember the images back in the eighties when I was in Philly and somebody sent me 
a video cassette of head injury experiments on baboons being done at a local university. And I still remember to this day, that was the first time I realized this is evil. We got to do something about this. Uh, and I didn't do anything immediately to my shame. I didn't know what to do, but that was right around the time that PETA was getting started. So um, I support PETA and all these other organizations that do great work. Yeah. Well, do, do you remember Gretchen Weiler? Of course. Because, you know, she makes me think of you. You're, you remind me of her in many ways. When I was a college student, I needed to get like to graduate. I needed like three more credits, but I couldn't take any more classes. And so what I did was something called independent study. And this was a long time ago because they don't I don't even think they have public access television anymore. But I had a public access show and it was called Pet Talk. And she was a guest. And I remember how she always would say cruelty can't stand the spotlight. And what you're doing is basically putting it in the spotlight. And if people choose not to look, well, that's on them. But, you know, I, th I just think it's fantastic. Well, I loved Gretchen Weiler and she was also, I believe, behind the Genesis Awards, which I thought were brilliant. And uh, over the years, I've won four of them. And I was really heartbroken that they stopped because these were big award ceremonies at a big hotel in Beverly Hills and all sorts of big stars would go Antonio Banderas and Melanie Griffith and all these people. And I'll tell you one thing, reporters want awards. Why? Job security. Oh, you can't fire me. I just want an award. Right. So it, it encouraged reporters to do reports on animal issues because they wanted awards. It's that simple. So the show used to be on Animal Planet. Somehow uh, it, it, it went away. And I've always said a dream of mine is to, I, I don't feel like I could do it on my own, but with a group of people um, to recreate the Genesis Awards, reinvent that. And it might have to start in a smaller venue, but I feel like we need to give uh, awards to reporters who are doing stories on animal rights. It takes a lot of courage. You have to butt heads. I know I've been there and you've got to stand up to your bosses and say, I wanna cover this. Okay, I get calls from vegan reporters all the time who were like, I tried to cover a veg fest and they wouldn't let me. And I try to navigate, you know, say, well, why don't you tell me you're gonna cover it for the website. And then when they see it on the website, maybe the next year you'll be able to cover it for the actual news show. And I talk to them, there's a lot of closet vegans in news, but we, if, you're, if you don't like what's happening in news, um, you can, go to journalism school and become a reporter because a newsroom, and this is why diversity is so important in a newsroom. What is news? Just the people in the room deciding what it is. And they could say, that's not a story. This is a story. And that's why we need women in the newsrooms. That's why uh, people like Barbara Walters changed so much when she, and she was persecuted as a woman and belittled. She uh, helped bring women into um, news in a major way. And we need people who care about animals who are vegans to get in there and say, no, it's not somebody dropping frozen turkeys from a helicopter is not funny. And that's not a fun story. And I've had those conversations and um, I've, I've butted heads with people. It's not easy being on the front lines, but it is fun too when you have, when you have successes and uh, it, throw your hat over the fence. If, if you really don't like what's happening on the local news and go to journalism school or start your own publication. Yeah. 
Sorry, am you, I yelling? People always no, no, no. Why I love are you and, yelling? And, and, I said, no, I, I'm upstairs neighbor. It's like, why are you yelling? I'm like, I'm not yelling. <laughs> I'm yes, just you are. I'm trying to research why they stopped. The only thing I can think of, maybe it had something to do with because when she did pass away, possibly. Yeah. I used to love yeah. to attend that that ceremony. So maybe you can reinstate it or call it something else. So somebody, uh, Susan says she downloaded the app, but it charged her a dollar. That doesn't make sense. What? That, I, I wonder if it's the right app because you, it's free, guys. Unchained TV is free. It's 100% free. Yeah. Uh, maybe you downloaded like a porno site, Unchained. No. <laughs> One word, Unchained TV. Try it again. Go. I mean, it's right here. Featured videos, Unchained TV. It's, it's red. Right it's, it's basically yeah. a red square with white yeah. letters. Yeah. Red square with white letters. There it is. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's odd, but no, uh, it's okay. Right there. You see that little red one here with my virtual world. It's that little red one right there. Okay. Yeah. Do you ever take a day off? Well, uh, that's an interesting question. I don't, as they say, you can't give away what you don't have. So I do need to refresh and I've actually had a lot of personal growth during the pandemic being alone. I was an only child. So I always was FOMO. I got to be here. I got to be there. I got to go to this. I, I, I always had a hard time saying no to, to anything, you know, parties. Well, some things I could say no to, but you know what I mean? And so now I'm like, oh, I'm by myself, but I'm not really by myself because I have my beautiful companion animals. Here's little Rico. <laughs> He's our executive producer, supervising producer. Yes. Um, but uh, I've had to spend a lot of time alone and uh, I've actually grown as a result. And I, I remember reading these sort of Bronte novels when I was a kid and they were always walking on the moors with the hounds, Heathcliff, you know, whatever. And I find myself doing that now. It's like, at the end of the day, you go take a walk. And I usually listen to a book on Audible and uh, walk. And uh, I, I, I said to myself, this is how people live for hundreds of years. They didn't always have a car to go somewhere. And they didn't, they would live in their house. They would eat in their house. And then they would go for a walk on the moors. And that, that was about it. So it's kind of reminding me of like how life used to be. Except, of course, we have the internet and we can see all the catastrophes happening the world over. We have sort of a, a, a bird's eye view of everything that's going wrong in the world. So that that kind of, peop, I, I almost envy people who lived in a little village and they didn't know any of the atrocities happening around the world. If things were okay in their immediate vicinity, they felt, well, the world's okay. You know, ignorance is bliss. But yeah, uh, I I did love to travel. That was one of my favorite things. I used to go to Europe usually once a year. Uh, and of course, I would go and do live videos. Uh, I would cover the International Animal Rights Conference in Luxembourg and also go to various places and do that scene like Berlin, vegan Berlin. So I don't feel like it was a total like just superfluous trip. I always, um, along with um, Donna Dennison, that snarky vegan girl, uh, my former girlfriend, but we're still good friends, but we would go and videotape all the cities, the vegan happenings, the vegan scene 
and the animal rights scene. For example, I arrived in Copenhagen and the first thing I did when I landed at the airport, I, go I went on my Facebook, oh, there's a protest against dairy at a dairy festival. I got in a taxi cab, went right over there and I was going live within an hour of arriving in Copenhagen. And it was a great protest. You know, activists are the same the world over. And they said, oh, you should go to the town center in uh, Copenhagen. They're having a cube uh, and they're having a cube of truth. So then I left there and I went to the town square in Copenhagen and I covered the cube of truth and I interviewed this incredibly articulate man. And I found out he's like the head of the, I can't remember whether it was the animal rights party or the vegan party in Denmark. I mean, this all happened within like, a couple of hours of my arrival uh, in uh, Denmark. So it was fabulous. I froze up. Yep. Yeah, that's okay. Cause I can still hear you. Okay. Why, like, why is news never good? I mean, it's, it, there's never good news on the news, you know? Yeah. And uh, I'm so sorry that our, uh, we've frozen up here, but I can still hear you, though. It's quite an expression I have on my face there. Jeez. Um, well, okay, people don't want good news. This is the sad reality. Everybody says, oh, why do you cover all those terrible murders? And it's we want happy news. But the ratings prove over and over again that people don't want happy news. They want, uh, here's the theory and I don't quote me and don't hold me accountable and don't cancel me for saying this, okay? But the theory is that I've read and I think it has some validity is that people have a hard day at work. They get in trouble with their boss. They have a flat tire. They, their kids are acting up and they come in and they wanna find that their life isn't as bad as they think it is. And then when they see a tragedy of some sort, they, they put their own lives in context and say, well, it wasn't so bad after all. So uh, I'm taking a photograph of this so that when the spectrum guy comes over, I have evidence. Yeah, right. Because um, And also we can show them the video because people are saying they can see me and hear me and they can hear you, but they cannot see you anymore. That's making me so angry. I'm sorry. Uh, well, okay. I could also just come back. Uh, well, let's see. No, let's not take, well, I don't know if we should take a chance because okay. we're almost at the top of the hour. Okay. All right. The other thing, you know, I don't watch the news, the regular news, you know, and I, I don't even have regular television. I haven't had it for the longest time, but I never liked the news. And the other thing about the news is there's never, it's only news like N-E-W. Like you hear a story that's sensational, then you never hear about it again when it's not sensational. Yeah. No Follow-up. Uh, well, uh, yeah, we're an ADD culture and it's getting worse every day. I mean, now I think one of the reasons that Facebook is struggling, uh, well, there's many reasons, but people want things even shorter. Like they want, uh, the, it was Instagram is a minute, you know, real or whatever. And then, no, that's too long. We got to go to TikTok and we got to yeah. get in 15 seconds. And so we're, we're in this really crazy ADD culture. And um, I uh, just think, it's a little crazy. I think it's too much of a good thing. And it's, it, you're right about that. People have the attention span, uh, not, it's, it's crazy. Like a lot of people don't watch my, show. your videos are too long. I'm like, well, you can speed it up, but it's, 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 it's they want fast food and fast news. 
I'm guilty of it. When I listen to Audible, I, I, uh, when I'm walking, I listen on double speed. Me too. Me too. Me too. So tell us something encouraging in the plant-based world or even in the world. Oh, well, things are changing. It's very hard to see progress in real time. So hang in there. As Nelson Mandela said, it always seems impossible until it's done. I have that uh, refrigerator magnet on my fridge and I look at it every day because the main thing is to do the next indicated thing, stay out of the results, don't worry about it. If I sat around worrying that every single thing that I did, is it gonna be wildly successful? I wouldn't do anything, I'd be paralyzed. So it's super important for us to um, just intention. What's our intention? What's our mission? Do the next indicated thing, stay out of the results. Sure, there are days when everything goes wrong, like right now, okay? This is a perfect example. Let's turn a negative into a positive. My, my screen is frozen, but people can still hear me. Oh, well, is that a negative um, or is that a positive? Can we turn this into a positive? Yes. I, I just said, I've been dealing with spectrum. Now I have video evidence. I'm going to videotape this. Yeah, it's a positive. Now you have actual proof. I have actual proof that because they come and they say, everything's fine. Everything's working fine. Like, hello, <laughs> no, it isn't. Look, I'm frozen. I'm frozen right there and I have evidence. So um, anything negative can be turned into a positive. And there are days where things go south and, oh, whoa, my God, no. Oh, no, this and no, that. That didn't turn out right. And then I'll, I'll walk down the street and somebody will say, oh, I used one of your recipes on Unchained TV and it was really delicious. And that just makes my day. A reporter called me from Florida to ask me about uh, this terrible situation where they shot uh, one of the big cats because somebody ended up jumping into his cage. And she said, by the way, I get your uh, email blast and I've made so many of your recipes. Wow. That just blew me away. That made up for everything. So, um, you know, I'd say in every negative, there's a positive. Find the positive. Also, it's very hard to see change in real time. Double down. Every vegan, need, every person who's not vegan, just do it already. Okay? We're running out of time. Go plant-based. If you don't like the word vegan, go plant-based. We need a few more Marnelans to point their finger at people's noses. Well, that doesn't work with everybody. No, I know. I was I just, mean, I was just kidding. Cause she's watching today. But no, it's, I, it's love Mar. I, I love Mar. It worked with me and I've done it to people, but I, I can handle that. I'm a tough gal from New York. Some people, you know, can't handle it. I love Mar. She's the one who turned me vegan. So I'm always indebted to her, but, um, and hi, uh, but uh, there's my, my, my message is, don't sit around talking to other vegans about how terrible things are, even though right now I'm sitting around talking to another vegan about how terrible <laughs> things are. Uh, but we're hopefully we're also going out to other people. Stop trying to convert that one relative who no matter what you say will not go plant-based and who's hostile. Let them go. Go for the low hanging fruit, the people who are open to the idea, like my neighbor who's always saying, oh, I got vegan this and I got vegan that and I went to a vegan that she's not vegan, but she's vegan friendly. And and don't 
don't spend your energy just on one person. There's 8 billion human beings. We have to use social media. Your phone is the most powerful platform. And you can go to Unchained TV and share the platform out. You can hit the share button and on any video and it'll share the uh, platform out. So I if you not know that, say, that's look, great. Yeah. I, thank you. I'll start doing that. If you say to yourself, oh my gosh, I, I can't bring myself to go to a visual. Okay, but you can go on um, facebook.com slash Jane Velez Mitchell and share those visuals out. You can go to um, our website, unchainedtv.com and share out all the stories. You can share it to Twitter. You can share it to Facebook. You can share it to LinkedIn. There's a million things you can do. Look, throughout the course of my day and I work pretty much furiously, I can never finish my to-do list. No matter what I'm doing, I stop when I get a PETA uh, email and it says, sign this, send this. Cause I know I can send a letter to eight people in under 30 seconds. And I just stop and I do it. Bing, 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 boom. And then I get the emails back. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for doing this. That is effective activism. Lady Freethinker also has tons of petitions. I stop what I'm doing. I sign her petition, Animal Outlook, all these groups. So paralysis is when you're saying, oh, the situation's bad. I can't do anything. No, the situation's always bad when you're trying to make the world a better place. Think about uh, situations in history. I have another magnet, Harriet Tubman. Here's a woman who escaped slavery and she escaped to freedom. And then she went back undercover over and over again to help others escape in the underground railroad. And people probably said to her, you're, you've got a lost cause. No, it always seems impossible until it's done. Get active, join these groups, get on mailing lists, uh, share the videos out from Unchained TV. There's a million things you can do right on your laptop. Yeah. Well, you so inspire me and you really want me to, I want to get that Genesis award started again so we can give you another award. Oh, I'll give you an award. We'll give each other awards. You, you're, you're incredible. Thank you. I'll, so I'll, I'll match and I'll give you two awards. <laughs> uh, um, Mar says, I actually said it very neutral, but it doesn't matter how it's remembered. It worked. So thank you, Mar. We always remember the person that turned us vegan, just like the vampires. Remember who turned them vampire, I guess. Well, thank you so much. Anything I can ever do to support you and your work, I'm there. All right. Thank you, my dear. And uh, again, uh, we're going we're gonna to get that Spectrum guy over here at three o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> everybody get that Unchained app. It's free and please do it now. Thanks, everyone. And take care, Jane. Bye-bye. Thanks, AJ. Love you.